attacking your wife. Emotionally attack. What's it? First that's lady, me being extra. You exactly. That's you being extra. Exactly. We ain't got to be intro right yet. And you already with the extra. Hello. Once again, we're going to try this again. Welcome. 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 That's the church welcome to another episode of the First Cousins Podcast. This is me, your boy G. And your girl, Jenny B. She's trying to be proper today. Like y'all remember the episode of Sponge? You remember the episode of SpongeBob when he started acting real normal? Hi, how are you? That's what she looks like. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I don't like you. Too bad. We're married. I'm not renewing my lease. Wait, so it's really a lease? No, you know it's not really a lease. <laughs> I said, I won't, I won't, I won't. You never told me it was a lease to this thing, man. Hold up, now. Hold up! Wait a minute! You, you never, you never told me that point, now. You know, marriage doesn't literally have a lease. That's just that. a joke in our marriage. Okay, that we first of all, okay, first of all, this wasn't gonna be a topic, but now that we're here, what? How would you feel if it did? If marriage just literally had a lease, like an apartment? Oh, so we really gonna talk about? Yes, we are gonna do it right now. Okay, fit. Go. I feel like a lease for a marriage. Essentially, it would just be a year-to-year prenup. Because with prenups, you don't get things unless you've been married so many years. Right. So, then also at the same time, if you get married to somebody, you got to see how it go year-to-year. Then maybe you don't need to be getting married. But what I'm saying is this, right? People grow. Yes. People change. Mm -hmm. Look, you at 27, Mm -hmm. you aren't the same person you were at 24. Not the same person you was at 21. Not the same person you was at 18. Can you really use those ages? Because you met me when I was 24. And I would say that you are not the same person. Oh, well, excuse me then. And the the things that you wanted at 24 weren't what you was looking for at 21. Also, some things probably changed from 21 to 18. I'm not going to go back any farther than that because that's just weird. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to go back any farther because it's just weird. But you could, what you have at a time could be cool. But then as you get older and you grow, things happen and things, people people can literally grow apart. Yes, we know that. People can literally grow apart. And I don't think that some people, two people growing apart mm-hmm. should be involved with all this messiness that comes with quote, quote, a divorce. But if you sign in, quote, unquote, a marriage lease every year... Essentially, you'd be breaking the lease, so therefore you'd be breaking your marriage. Therefore, you would have to file for separation first, depending on what state you live in, and then file for divorce. What I'm saying is this, right? I don't think... Now, I've thought about this, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think it should be year to year. Okay. I think the lease should span at least three. And. If you're gonna be technical about it, technically, when you first get married, I want to say, technically, you could look at those first six months as a lease because I think if I think you can file for an annulment up to your first six months of marriage. Yeah, because annulment just wipes it off the books. Yeah, like you've never been married. Right. I think it should be at least three years. Three, three, a three-year lease. I think from. 27 to 30, you can look at that and after and go, eh, this is not what I'm doing. But then also, you can help yourself not feel so trapped because you could not want to be with somebody, but then as a whole, you got to deal with a divorce. 
So then, if that's Ugh. the case, is your marriage legal? It's legal while y'all married. Y'all, it's legal until the contract's up. You but feel it what I'm just saying? Disappears. What? I'm saying it could you be. don't renew it; it just goes away like an annulment. Is that what you're saying? I never thought about that. Hold on, let's ponder upon this. <laughs> no, because I think it would need to be on a record somewhere. That would need to be a record of it. You feel what I'm saying? For people who like to get married and leave every three years. There would need to be a record of it. I put like this: you should be able to take somebody's uh, like a car fax, a marriage fax. Boom! <laughs> a marriage fax report. Because think about it, right? As a whole, you, even though you can't be up after three years, right? Mm-hmm. After a certain amount of time, if somebody didn't got that married that many times, at some point in time, you look at it and go, "You didn't want to stay with nobody. Like, did he cheat on you? No." Well, one I, person comes to mind, but I'm not going to Stop that. <laughs> Baby, it's not the point. Now, did he cheat on you? No. You just couldn't find nobody you wanted to Don't stay with? Don't tell me to stop that. I didn't make those decisions. <laughs> that's not, we, we're not going to talk about that here. So, that's what I'm saying. I think, that, I, I think your, marriages, they, your marriages should be public record, just like they are now. They are. I, I said just like they are now. Yeah, they should they remain are. public record. And if somebody got married multiple times, there should be a, a record of that. So you feel like people who have been married multiple times, when they keep going and get married, do you feel like it should be like a government flag? <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as their name pop up in the system, this should... Hey, <laughs> do you know that they were married this many times with so this girl, this girl, and that girl? Oh, you know, y'all might want to go have talk right quick. Oh, because um, what was that? Even when you get a marriage license... You you um you have to be like be a year out if you're divorced you gotta be like a year out from the yeah divorce. they don't let you get married right away you have to be yeah see and it's like any, yeah they don't let you get remarried it was, like I want to say it was like two stipulations I can't remember the other one I know one of them was you have to be like a six months or a year out from a divorce and something else your divorce has to be finalized yeah it was something else like that like you have to be finalized divorced or you couldn't come from another country something like that. it was it was two it was two stip- I remember. Was, Stating two stipulations, and I remember that being one of them was you had to be a certain amount of time out from before you get remarried. Before yeah. you can, and that's even a file for a marriage license. Yeah. So the idea of of it being government record and somebody keeping a flag on this is not a far fetched idea. I'm not saying <laughs> it's not a far fetched idea now. Okay. I just, I would I don't think it's a bad idea. Obviously, because we've discussed this even before we was even engaged, even before we got married. What, are having a lease? Yeah. This, that also became a joke in our relationship. What? Did you, did you want to go to say? No, that I wasn't going to renew my lease? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I genuinely. Because we even at one point actually sat out and had a serious conversation about it. And I want to say we had picked a year. And we was like, okay, well, after this year, one of us won't go. I ain't going to be mad. <laughs> Wait, we actually had that conversation? We actually had that conversation. You was BSing around, or I think I might have said it because you was getting on earth, and then you was like, hold on, let's talk about this. <laughs> that's not something I talk about, it too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we really talked about this. Huh. And I think the year, I think we picked every five years. It might have been three. I don't know, but I do think if they are mar- a marriage lease as a as a concept, it's not a bad idea. Okay, so you want me to write one? What a marriage lease? That depends. we have to have some stipulations in it. One. Yeah, like a prenup. I said one. Uh, 
everything would be halved. Well, right now we don't share anything, so. Right. But everything would be halved. Um, adultery, the person who cheated gets nothing. That's how that goes anyway. No, nah, not really. You would like to think that. <laughs> you would like to think that. But that's not how it goes. <laughs> Trust me. So, trust me, there's women who didn't cheat on their men and still bankrolled and dry. So, okay, let's see. Hold on. Well, they probably didn't sign a prenup. Exactly. No, it was like the story I saw where this woman uh, cheated on her husband. Mm-hmm. But then after they went for the divorce, of course, mm-hmm. the alimony <laughs> and the child support was more than what he makes a month. Oh, yeah, you told me that. And he ended up having to go to jail because it was literally more money than he makes a month. So who thought that was a good idea when they filled out the paperwork? Like he ch- Obviously, he was going to end up in jail. Yeah, and it was like a square white dude, too, which was wild. It was like a square white dude. Like, like he went to jail, right? When he had to eventually turn himself in. Glasses, square cut, long sleeve shirt. Like, yeah, that kind of guy. No. Had to go to real jail. Because he couldn't keep up his child support and alimony payments. And those two bills alone... Was more than what he made a month. Well, sometimes they don't make them pay both. Well, he sometimes has... they sometimes the mother give up her alimony so she can get child support. What's the difference? What do you mean? What's the difference? She gives up the child support to get alimony. What's the difference? She gives up her alimony. He she gives up whatever he would pay in alimony separate from child support just to have child support. But I'm saying like what 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 was the what's the logic behind that? I guess that's just how people negotiate their terms of their divorce. Because in, in my mind, I, I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm just saying, in my mind, I'm still paying you. So call it whatever you want to. I mean, yeah, I get that. <laughs> but if you have well, to just I'm, pay I'm one. Cut, I'm going to cut out alimony to get child support. And I'm like, I'm still paying you. So like, what's Yeah, but by then, you're just paying for the children. You're not paying me. And, and then it's less a month because you're not paying child support and alimony. And you wanted me to be a lawyer. I told you. You be you'd have been a bomb defense lawyer. You always love ruining my fun. Every time I'm trying to every time I'm trying to talk about you don't put this on public record for our grandchildren one day. <laughs> yes. But I be ruining your fun. I don't ruin your fun, man. Yes, you I don't do. even be around you when you having fun. Every time I be in public and I be trying to talk about somebody, here you go trying to put on your cape. <laughs> Every time I'm trying to be in public and just have some fun and crack a joke on somebody, well, maybe they ain't got lotion for their feet, Frederick. <laughs> you ever thought about that? While well, you over here being root. <laughs> just ruining all my poor little fun. But you know, I don't say that you. You be talking about people, kids, they be like, yeah, little Johnny need his ass beat. That's because they, they need a referral. <laughs> that's because. That's because parenting hits you in a different spot, okay? Okay. Parenting hits you in a different spot. And plus then, most of the time, I don't even roast nobody kids because you beat me to it. And I should ruin your fun, but you see how better I have no, a person right. I am than you? <laughs> I don't ruin your fun like you do yeah, me. Yeah, I do be on the kids more than you do. You're yeah. right. Because I well, really, you. Well, you be on the parents more than the kids themselves. I don't roast little Johnny a couple times. Because they, they, they be having fun. Okay, I got a question. Real quick. Uh... We need to figure out. I think we need to figure out a a a, a, a racial line of parenting, okay? Because mm-hmm. I know black kids, kids in general, can be bad, right? Mm-hmm. I genuinely understand that. 
But I guess it's just like crime. There's like white people stuff, black people stuff. Like, this is just us. This is literally our observations. Uh-huh. We go out to eat. Yeah. And we'll see a little kid run around the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So it's a white kid. That happened to us on our uh, wedding day when we went out to them. Then when we went out to eat the other day with the baby, she was, she's fidgeting and moving and doing the most, but she's sitting. <laughs> now on our wedding day, the little girl just up and ran off on folks. Like she was just walking around the restaurant. I don't even know how she even slipped off from the table. Like they was looking for her. Yeah. Like they dead serious lost like, her. My mama got was gonna get up and start helping. Yeah, like they dead serious like, lost she her. She was lost for real. It is like we went out to eat then we went out to eat the other day with the baby. And then the- It was a it was a toddler. Okay, I'm gonna tell you what got on my nerves. First, he was at the table and he was in his you know, the little seat they give him. The high chair. The high chair. He was standing up in it. <laughs> Which is dangerous. Right. And he already like, he like, he a toddler. So he too, you know, he in that very mobile stage. So he not going to stay still. He all over the table. They done moved him to a different table, I guess, because it was too many people at the table. He look up. He going, he walk, he not walk, he not walk. He running around the whole little open area we're in. He took the little credit card thing off the table and then ran off on the plug. Now, here's the thing, right? Um, I know that my wife can be quite extra. And um, she can be a bit... Uh, 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 eccentric? Uh, no, not eccentric. Um, she can add things sometimes <laughs> when she tells a story. But in this case, my uh, my very own eyes saw this. She is tell- giving you an exact portrayal of... This little boy. I mean, literally, with credit card paying thing, you know, thing you play the games on, and also pay for the check. He's literally holding that, running around the table in circles. Keep in mind, it's not just like one set of people there. There's like six people at that table counting the little boy, and everybody's just watching him just oh, run. Oh, he's so cute! Just no, no, Johnny needs a pop pop. Uh, circles around the table and I'm just like oh my god that really got him nervous I was so ready to go just because I could see that as a hazard he could he could he was tall enough he could have hit his head on something like like say him standing up in a high chair the one wrong move they still he done fell out the high chair onto the floor onto the table and then and I'm just with like, my job I would have got a referral and I would have been like hey should have said was, something to you but then what's this right what I, that's just our observation, right? Mm-hmm. That, that when we have this particular incident mm-hmm. of a child doing stuff in the restaurant, mm-hmm. our observations, right hand on Jesus, it's always been white kids. I, ain't no nobody black, ain't no nobody Hispanic, any Asian, none of that. It's always white folks. But then, what do I always? What do we always see black kids do? I always think they cut up in the store more. Cause nine times out of ten, when I see a kid cutting up in the store, it's always white kid. I always like to think it'd be black kids. Cause I'm I ain't not gonna seen, sit up here. I ain't, I'm not saying that I haven't seen black kids, but I ain't seen as many as I have seen white kids. Well, so, so where do so where do black kids cut up at school? At school. <laughs> black kids cut up at school and do what they supposed to do at home nine times out of ten. White kids do what they supposed to do. At school and be cutting the fuck up at home. That's usually how I see that going. Well, technically, you would think that's the other way 
around. Oh, so black kids cut up at school. Cut up at school and do what they're supposed to do at home. So the white kids... Do what they're supposed to do at school and be off the chain when they go to the house. <laughs> That's just from what I've seen. Personally and professionally. So you always see more stories of black kids cutting up at school. Just because that's one that's one thing about white kids, they gonna do what they supposed to do at school unless they just like God forbid like the colorblind folks. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, white schools don't have behavioral problems like that unless they're like ADHD or autistic or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that's not they don't just be they don't just be doing that. Because I will say this the one the fun the the thing I did that gets on your nerves but you always laugh when uh. I do that thing sometimes when I, when I <laughs> when you get on my nerves <laughs> and I clap my hands two times and I walk out and I shut the <laughs> and I cut the light off. Oh, that just hurts <laughs> my like we got nerves. The, like the clapper. I got there from a dude in high school, my boy D Dub. D Dub got kicked out of class and then he said, "All right, y'all, holler." He slapped it, <laughs> cut the lights off. As he walked out of class. Wait, when you do that, it's so annoying. <laughs> Walking out of, I want to say it was Miss Tusi class. Oh boy, I die. Because you know, they always say when a dude, when kids doing stuff like that, you can't laugh at them, you can't give them no energy. Yeah. Man, You're I couldn't help. Me. I couldn't help. Him. <laughs> I tried not to. So crazy. <laughs> but that was, uh, that was so funny to me. Oh man, so I'm keeping that in life. I've done that a few times in my day. But, um, that was too funny to me. Yes, that is what I have noticed. And you know, don't try to come for us. We both got white friends. Okay. <laughs> I got Don't, white friends. I got white friends. Don't you try to come for me. So my closest friends is white and they so, are and they honorary black because they be with the bull. Okay. So, so don't you try to so come gonna, for us. So you gonna pull so you gonna pull the white people card. I got black friends. Yeah, I got white friends. <laughs> That's right. I got white friends. We both do do not come for us. Huh. But no, seriously, like even throughout my life, because my dad was in the military and we moved a lot and we didn't live in Boston, like even seeing like different cultures of people. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. the white kids who they supposed to do at school, hmm. they really don't have. Even when they go through like they emo phase or whatever, they still don't be <laughs> <laughs> with folks. Huh. Interesting. But it's funny. And that's both surprising say- that you don't have that observation because. You went to a mixed race school. Well, it was mixed, but predominantly white. It was, uh, uh, high school was predominantly white. So. And did and did the white kids really do stuff when you was in school? It was mostly the black kids. Um, I want to say this: if we're talking about the kids and stuff who maybe say uh got kicked out of class and things of that nature, mm-hmm. it was definitely. I want to say I remember more of the black kids getting stepped. Now, keep in mind, there were white kids, of course. Right. Because I remember we had a kid named Aaron. He was Aaron Lee. I'll never forget him. We had a a Latin lady who was our math teacher, Mm -hmm. uh, Miss Panero. I'll never forget it. He walked in class that day for the sole purpose just getting on nerves. (laughs) That was his sole purpose when he walked in that day. She hated. I'm sure she hated to see him. Come. Oh boy, no, he was. He was like he had. He had a smart mouth, but 
it would go in and out. But that day, <laughs> that day, he had time. <laughs> and he get he everything she said, he had something to say after. And she gave him a, quite the leash, but after a while, he just kept going and kept going and kept going and then she finally just kicked him out and stuff like that. So. See, our baby is rare. She don't get in trouble at school, but she like to talk. <laughs> but, so that's her Achilles heel. So. Yeah, she like to talk. But anywho, oh, that went away. We we didn't anticipate. But you know what? That's how things roll here. We just let it flow. <laughs> so now to get to what we was actually going to talk about. <laughs> um, We've been watching this show today. Uh, I don't know how long it's been out, but we finally, but I watched it. And it's called Indian Matchmaker. On Netflix. Okay. And um, I always liked watching different stuff about cultures and things of that nature. Especially in a setting like this. <gasps> Excuse me. Because they aren't they aren't trying to filter it. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they're literally operating within their culture. And they're not worried about who's going to see it or whatever the case may be. So, they ain't trying to temper nothing. They just literally giving you hey bro, this is the Indian culture. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And that's what I always like watching when it comes to things like that because I like to watch it and kind of see how they operate unfiltered. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get to truly see, you know, what they do, how they think, their culture, things of that nature. So, um, we're watching the show Indian Matchmaker because, you know, in Indian culture... They still have arranged marriages. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Why do you think that's funny? Because I just couldn't imagine the idea of seeing somebody going, you, you, get together. How is that any different from being matched on eHarmony? Because that's essentially what it is. It's matchmaking that you pay for. You fill out this long questionnaire. I've never been on eHarmony. I'm saying that's essentially what it do is. Do you have first-hand experience? No, because I told you in the beginning, if you didn't do what you're supposed to do and we didn't get together, that was my next step. Because <laughs> I told you I wanted to be married, have one baby, and one on the way by 30. I didn't have time to be playing with you, Babuski. Now, anyways. First of all, why'd you give me the neck roll? <laughs> because you, you came for me. I didn't come for you. And I didn't sit for you. I didn't come for you at all. But, yes, those... Types, those dating sites, that's essentially what that is, is modern modern matchmaking. Because they make you fill out a questionnaire and then they send you matches. That's all it is. But, I don't know. Just, just a, and the idea that they have two separate forms of marriage is hilarious within their culture. That you could say this is a arranged marriage and that this one's a love marriage, which is hilarious to me. But... And the thing that got me actually thinking was hearing them talk to the matchmaker lady mm-hmm. about what they wanted and hearing how specific they were. Some more than others, mm-hmm. but they were being very specific about what the things that they were looking for. And I found that part fairly interesting because I can, I don't know if I've ever done that per se. Okay, why well, did do that? You did that. I did that in college. I had a whole list. I typed it up on my laptop. You typed it? Yes. I oh, this one just like jotting down notes. No. Like, like I you really said I had time in your day for this. Yes, I did. <laughs> so you actually said, I said, today, I'm going to type out my husband list. Yes. I typed it out. Oh, my God. I typed it up. I printed it out. And I you printed it. it. You used paper. Yes. A tree had to die for oh this. Oh, my gosh. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and I hung it up on my wall next to my bed and... 
It was either everything on that list or almost everything on that list was... How deep was the list? You know me. I'm pretty thorough. But how deep was the list? I mean, it's pretty deep. Like, how many items? I don't remember. It's pretty... Like, if my old laptop wasn't trash, like, I'd pull it up for you because it's on there. Wow. That is... That is dramatic, man. Yeah. But, like, I want to say either everything or just about everything on that list ended up being my next boyfriend and... We all know how that went because I'm married to you now. <laughs> so, you gotta be careful what you ask for because sometimes yeah, you God gonna fuck around and get to you. <laughs> it gave you what you wanted. Now you, you need to get what you need. Right. So you actually sat down and typed out a whole list. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things on the list? Um, I knew I wanted a guy to have a car. I knew he wanted to be, you know, nice. I obviously wanted to meet somebody because I was in college mm-hmm. um i wanted tattoos i had height requirement on there you had height requirement yes, i did oh wow go ahead continue um <laughs> if he wanted to have children uh the max number of kids that i wanted to have like my list is pretty thorough you know i don't have to ask anything <laughs> jesus yeah yeah i've there I've, i know that from being married to you you're not a <laughs> you're not a halfway doer it's you all in all out that's so right. that's one of the things i've grown to appreciate but um yeah, I was just thinking about it in my life. I've, I don't think I've ever done that. And that was the part to me that actually got me thinking as to like, if we could, as as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. People in general. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if we could genuinely sit down and tell someone exactly what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. What would that be? You didn't necessarily write it down. But didn't you say that when we were like talking and then even when we were dating that you would talk with God about what you wanted in a relationship and a wife? Because you told me that the next person you got into a relationship with, that was who you was going to marry. And didn't you also talk to God about, you know, what you need to work on, how you want to be a better man, like moving forward. So just you didn't write it down. You just talked to God about it like Sierra did. And that's why people always ask her. What did she pray to God? What prayer did she pray to get Russell when it wasn't one prayer? It was like a continuous daily thing. She was living and breathing, wanting to be a wife for the right person. Mm-hmm. So I think people essentially do do that. It's just not written down. Cause I'll say this. Not disagreeing with that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm saying that there's a another level to this when it comes to saying this to a physical human being, mm-hmm. and then this human being's sole task is to go find that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, because I can genuinely say I don't, I never, I had never really thought about a lot of the things that they had obviously thought about by this time. Because you got people in all, a few ages. Mm-hmm. One, uh, one later on that she was older. One was a little younger than us. And one was like quite in the middle. And I want to say even to that point, I hadn't thought about some of those things that they were very particular about. Like? Our, one, I forgot who it was. Mm-hmm. One dynamic was what the families like each other. Mm-hmm. I had Never thought about that. <laughs> I thought about that. That was something that was important to me. 
I had never thought about that. The idea that our families had to like each other. In my mind, I'm like, hell, it's hard enough to find someone I get along with. As long as I get along with them, then hey, whatever. I know, but you also have to think about it. When you have like family functions and things, it's not as fun. It's not as enjoyable when you know that your in-laws don't get along with each other. I'm well aware. That's why people don't like to attend family functions because they don't want to deal with their in-laws. Because it's, it's uncomfortable. Like, I have to be here because I'm married to you, but this is not where I want to be today. Like, you have an obligation, and because we married, I got to come along. Right. So. So, you know what I'm saying? I don't disagree with the functionality of the situation because <clears throat> that is something that's very serious and very important. And like I said, it was just something that I, there were just things about them and that they had already considered about that they wanted in their life mm-hmm. that I hadn't necessarily considered. Do you think you didn't consider that because your family is spread out like mine's is? What do you mean? Like, if all of our parents lived immediately around us, like our immediate family, mm-hmm. do you feel like that might have been something that would have been more, that you would have been more conscious to think about because they would have been more liable to see each other a couple times a month? See, when you don't have certain things mm-hmm. around, you not... Obviously, it's not going to be something you consider. This is me thinking. Hold on. I have to agree that that has some merit to it because if we're going to be, if we're going to keep it all the way funky, mm-hmm. we talked to my father on on just about a daily basis. He's the closest. Multiple times a day. Yeah. When, well, if we're at home, we'll hear yeah. from you. Okay. My mom, we saw her the wedding day. That was it. That was the last time we saw her was when we got married. Keith, too. Yeah. So, actually. Marcus, I can't tell you where he at. <laughs> so, actually, the day we got married was only the second time that I had been around your mother and your sister. Yeah. They like That you. was the first time you had been around my father and... My uncle, because I don't think that one came. He didn't come to Thanksgiving, so that was the first time you had met him. And and your stepdad too. Oh yeah, I forgot he He wasn't there for that Thanksgiving. That's right. Because no, he wasn't there. No one there either. Because they was gone. Oh yeah, dang. That was my first time. I forgot about. I forgot he wasn't there for Thanksgiving. Yeah, them two went somewhere else. They went to his side of the family, I think. Uh, yeah. I think he wanted to go, so that's where they went. So I yeah. about that. So I must admit, because even because what I'm saying, I'm saying that to say this that my mom moved uh, when I was in high school, so I've always had my pops. So he was gonna be around. So I think maybe his opinion, as far as the family dynamic is concerned, mm-hmm. his opinion mattered a little more mm-hmm. because I would have to see him and you know deal with him on a more regular basis. As opposed to say my mother and my sister, their opinion would matter, mm-hmm. of course. But like you said, I don't see them as much as I see. My well, father. just like you have a relationship with my grandmother because I was living with her the whole time we were dating. Yeah, 
So, so y'all was a package deal at one point in time. <laughs> Basically. Y'all were I, I think deal. she likes you more. No, she don't like you more than me because she be telling me to get on me. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes love need to be corrected. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because think about it, she's been gone since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Keaton not far behind. Mm-hmm. I don't know where my brother's at. So. Y'all need to be figuring that out. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know. They might know. I don't. But, um. Yeah, so it always kind of been me and my pops. So I think, huh? And then you've never met my sister either. No. Yeah. I've never met your sister. Mm-mm. So it's like, like even with even with your parents, like I said, I dealt with your grandmother because you were there. Mm-hmm. I seen your mom twice. Mm-hmm. Your little brother once. Your stepdad once. My dad once. Your dad once. And you saw Gringer and. A few times. By then, you don't. You saw Gregory like six times by then. And then I want to say I saw, and then your uncle twice. Yeah, because he came by that time uh-huh. when he was coming to. Yeah. So yeah, we've I've seen him twice. So we have family, but our family isn't close in proximity. Right. So like you said, they it had us not got along. That would have, of course, been an issue. But we still was gonna be together. Like we, but it wouldn't have been like an everyday thing. It's not like I had to be with, deal with, just say, your mom, like forty five minutes away. You feel what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And just say, if me and your mama didn't get along, then it's like she right off the road. You know what I'm saying? It's like if she were to come into town, she come into town, she'll be here for a few days. We'll see her like three three times, then she's out of there. So, so you know what I'm saying? I gotta just hold the face for like three hours at the most. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. It's things of that nature. But they had like I hadn't even considered that mm-hmm. as a whole. I had thought about it, but then everybody was spread out, so it wasn't like an issue. Yeah. Let me see, what else? Like they had thought about like height and I never cared about height. Right. Um one person mm-hmm. wanted somebody to be open minded and willing to grow. Which is that's I feel like that's regular. No, you can't say that because some people, some people don't want people to change. Some people want you to be the same person you was that you got married and not have no changes throughout life. And some people, and that I think that's one reason why it's, a lot it's of very people unrealistic. It is, and that's a, a, a component why people get divorced because they be want people to stay the same and you don't stay the same. That's why we should have the marriage lease. <sighs> Boom! Boom! Let's go! I just. <laughs> You're Got it. so weird. <laughs> That's why you should have the marriage lease. Boom. But one component was their ancestry. Which I thought was wild. Which is not disagreeing when it comes from Indian people. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They Theirs wasn't race like ours. So, um. <laughs> right. Like as black folks. Well, not even black. Just if you was born in America in general. I mean... Everybody mixed with some. Yeah. So people did, the main people that be racist be the main ones with black folks in their bloodline. Tell me, and one thing real quick, I always find it funny there's people who are like racist mm-hmm. in like Mississippi. But you live in Bilu- you live in Biloxi, named after Indians. But you wanna be racist. <laughs> 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 you, this what have we learned about racism growing up? What? 
It's ignorance and stupidity. The main people that be racist be the main people that are ignorant, that don't know anything. Just be saying you live, stuff. You live in a city named after Indians. And they be the main ones that end up with mixed grandchildren. <laughs> be mad. Piss hot. But anywho, um, yeah, the, the idea they were looking at like uh, uh, ancestry, I thought was wild. Because yeah. one girl I was like, ready for she was that. like, I'm like I'm Guyanese, so I look Indian, but I'm not really Indian. So the Indians look at South me like, you like, oh, you're not really Indian. And it's like, what's what is what what what, what is that? Even my, my parents want me to marry like a real Indian, not one of y'all transplant Indians. Like, what? I, what? Did you just say transplant? Because remember the girl said that Indian, oh, the, the Indian had come yeah. from South America. They mm-hmm. ended up in. In Guyana, Guyana, whatever it was, Somewhere. and that's she's Indian because her people came from India, but a little bit few separations come mm-hmm. from that, and then it's I'm from Guyana, but my people are you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So y'all the transplant Indians, <laughs> but it's just like okay, let's ask this question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm not gonna be I'm genuinely not gonna be offended at this because. Mm-hmm. What is something that you say that it could be something small, something big, or whatever the case may be? Uh-huh. What is something that you feel like throughout your dating and now being married to me that you feel like you wanted but never quite got? Throughout dating, or even being married to me. Like if I don't got it, that's fine. I'm not gonna be offended by it because we married now. You still stuck with me. Exactly. Um. <laughs> Hi, I always like really tall guys, which I dated a couple guys that were taller than me, but then some, like I even talked to somebody that was shorter than you. Like, you literally was the same height. Ew. I don't know. Yeah. So, you feel like you never really got the, quite the height you wanted out of a guy? Oh, I did. It just what the it was the one that didn't do right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said, be careful, Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> what was the height? Six foot? Yeah, he's like six. Six feet, six one, something like that. Well, he's really up there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fairly tall. And you got to think about I have tall people in my family on both sides. So whatever baby I popped out, they was going to be tall regardless. Yeah, well. Now, with you, it's going to be it's gonna be a stretch. Like, if our kids get height, it's going to have to pull for my jeans because it ain't coming from yours. First of all, you ain't be talking about my jeans, okay? I have baby, to... all of y'all are short. It's okay. I'm aware I'm aware that I don't come from a very lineage of tall people. But You, ain't you, you see the baby you, you, up there with you. First of, all, <laughs> first of all, first of all, what you're not going to do, cuz you ain't going to roast me in my lineage, okay? Now, roasting your lineage, you guys are nice, amped up, short people. What you mean, amped up, short people? You do realize the first time I met your sister, she was drunk. And? The first time I met your sister, she was drunk. First of all, she was going to get drunk. You just happened to be there. <laughs> okay? <laughs> She was gonna be drunk whether you was there or not. And she knew I was coming. Like so? I wasn't a, I wasn't mentally prepared for all the affection that she was giving me, but because she was drunk, it wasn't too much that I could say. Cause when you get drunk, some people get like that. They get overly affectionate. You see, she was gonna be drunk whether you was there. She was all or not. over me. You, she was gonna be drunk whether you was there or not, okay? I'm just saying, I'm not attacking you and your lineage. All I'm saying is, you all are short people across every last one of y'all. Don't make you it sound like we like munchkins or something. I didn't I don't say like you were munchkins. I don't like that part, yo. You guys are short. I don't know why you upset. You <laughs> come from a short line of people. I come from people with height. All I'm saying is, if our kids 
that we have together end up getting hyped like the baby is going to come from my side of the family because all of y'all are short. Mm-hmm. I'm five four, five five. Come Like, I don't have a problem with height. Calm down. Obviously, you do. If you're, height, six, you're, six, you're six foot one. If height was really an issue, we... I wouldn't even pay you no attention. First of all, you acting like I'm like five three or something. Okay? I didn't say you was. I like tall guys. You're not tall, but that's fine because you do what you're supposed to do for me in our relationship. So did I compromise? Yes. Was it a sacrifice? No. It's not a big deal. Why are you being so? I can't do with you. Is she, are you crying? No, I'm not crying. I need a minute because you really gonna make me upset. Now. Like, I think, if, I think she's crying. I'm not crying, and don't be lying to these folks. I think she's crying. I'm not, don't pull, don't pull up Max off of <laughs> trying to narrate. <laughs> I, think, I think she's crying. I'm not crying. So, we're here. She's sitting here, right? She's giving me this weird, evil stare, <laughs> and she's trying. Not to cry. She's trying to laugh. I'm not laugh. trying not to cry. Like, you really don't bother me now. Oh, this Lord. is well, the part of being married you that gets on my nerves. No, you know I'm just messing with you anyway. Lord. No, aggravating sometimes. Yeah. That's why the baby don't like you. Yeah, she do. Anyway. Then how come she always asking for me? Because y'all are women. Y'all stick together. That's all. Oh, okay. Exactly. So, anywho. Let me think. What else did we see on there that was interesting? They had a stubborn lady. She wasn't feeling like nobody. We ain't finished the season yet. Right. We only on episode three. But yeah, this is what we came from like two like two episodes. But yeah, they got a stubborn lady on there. She ain't gonna she ain't gonna match nobody at all. I don't think she is. Well, at this point in time, you thirty four and you this picky. You I feel like you just not trying to be married. I think her mama just want her to be married because her sister got a love marriage with a white man. So she was like, yeah, you need to marry somebody in you. Yeah, you need to keep this Indian in the family. <laughs> That's what I'm getting from it. Yeah, I can I see, see where you come to that conclusion. She don't. She, don't, she wants somebody she can control like the face reading man, say. Somebody that is <laughs> now, that, now, wait, time out. The face reader is my favorite part so far that I've seen. He just was, in case y'all ain't noticed, this is like episode two, episode three. She said, hey, the matchmaker lady was like, all right, I'm having a hard time trying to match a few of these people. I'm going to take them to a face reader. In India. And it, this is like he had an office. So this is official. Boy had a face, had an office to be a face reader. Mm-hmm. All she did was show them pictures. And he was supposed to come to a conclusion about their character and what he feels like they should need. All from looking at their face. And the part that was most hilarious was she had matched one girl, so he was like, I they look like they might could do something, right? Then the no, two he said they was going to be together and she was gonna have twins. I keep in mind, I'm just saying he was like, I right, they look like they yeah. could they could do something. The other two, she having a hard time matching, and he looked at them and he was like, She's stubborn, he still stuck in he still Stuck in his ways. He said they were both the same way. Yeah, they were both stubborn, obnoxious, and yeah. But he said, but but and he and, and his assessment was smack on the money. It was. The only difference was she was she he was like uh she gonna need somebody who's subservient to her, uh-huh. which was smack on the money. And then he's he was like uh the dude he's stubborn and stuck in his ways, but he probably gonna find somebody in in a year, probably in a year or so. And I was like, huh, I wanted to see how that worked out. But to me, that was my favorite part. All he did was look at a picture of these people and told their personalities smack on the money. You forgot the best part of that whole scene. What? He said the girl 
look like she could slap a man and he still won't say that. <laughs> he just promotes domestic violence. Like, this is not okay. That part tripped me out. I was like, oh, y'all just being totally honest. Yeah. And I, and I will say this. The one thing about the show that I didn't know you were going to watch it. I had heard about it from listening to another show mm-hmm. that Indians were kind of upset about this show because you really don't see a lot of Indian representation on TV. Like you, you don't. genuinely don't. So the dude who was talking about this is who's is mm-hmm. Indian and he enjoyed it. He was like this he's like was there anything like um sugar coated? He said no. This is Indian people as a whole to a T. And for and he enjoyed it, the fact that he felt like they kept it really kept it authentic. Mm-hmm. And apparently a lot of Indians were upset at it for the same reason. Because they're like, yo, we barely get ourselves on TV. And then the first time we get a chance to be on TV, you give them raw Indians? <laughs> I, um, when we lived in North Carolina and I went to pre-K, kindergarten, first grade, mm-hmm. one of the girls in my class was actually Indian. And, like, they were still very connected to their culture. Like, I remember going to her house. She had on her outfit and, like, she got on her carpet and, mm-hmm. like, she prayed. Like, they was very still committed to their culture. Mm-hmm. And me not knowing what I got down there, what I was like, oh, this is how you pray too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bet. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I didn't know. So we got this in common, right? All right, bet. Cool. Yeah, they have the little setup, and she had like the Buddhists and the. They can only pray in like a certain direction uh-huh, and stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing? Okay, bet. But uh, yeah, I just, it was just certain things about them and their process I found very interesting, especially in applying it to what, what you would call modern dating, mm-hmm. in that, you know. Like, because the bigger question, I, the question that they got me is like I said in the beginning. If we really could tell somebody what we wanted, how specific would we get? You feel what I'm saying? I feel like at that point in time, you have to be Pacific. Pacific, not the ocean, sweetie. I told you she can't speak. She want to do a podcast, but can't speak. Well, as possible, because she give them the the bio data sheet, and it's pages, and it's very detailed. It's very detailed. Yeah. So, so you felt, at that point in time, because even though Duke said I was kind of vague, at that point in time, you get a matchmaking, you any, you don't need to be vague. You need to be writing a paper. <laughs> you need to be a fifteen-page paper on who you are and what you want out of somebody. Because nobody got time to be keep doing it. Because I already know that lady expensive. You think so? I know so. She the matchmaker and the wedding planner. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, she gets so she gets whopped. This ain't, and plus then she be flying all over the place. They in Texas. That's what I'm saying. She, she traveling back and forth internationally. Like it's, she getting guap. One lady in Texas. One of them in. One of them is in Indian in Mumbai, and another one is in Jersey. In Jersey. So it's like, and she, cause she go to the house and she. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, man, she got one dude flying from San Diego. That's what I'm saying. Like she got guap. And it's like, hey, can you fly to San Diego? I really can't. Don't worry about it. I got you. Like, you would have to think that was the case. Exactly. And then my thing, too, is like, okay, so you having to pay her to do this. But then, like, how much is y'all paying her a month? Because, like, she going to keep matching you till you get somebody. Hmm. So it can't be cheap. No, you remember in the beginning, 
when they were, you know, getting the plot together for the show, mm-hmm. she told one lady that she either she had matched 143 couples or she currently had 143 clients. So if you got 143 clients at one time and you try, you I think you said she had matched that. Oh, okay. But either way, that's a lot of guap. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a plus is you you responsible for 135 marriages? Ugh. And each person got to pay you in the day. They ain't paying you as a couple match. <laughs> they paying you as individuals. Hmm. And she, I'm pretty sure she probably have, you know, price ranges depending on their income. Because I would. What you going to do? Talk about it? <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Yeah, point there. Yeah. Yeah, anything else you want to get to? No, I don't think that's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's everything. Uh-huh. So, because she's the woman of the house, you know the rule, man. When she say we done, we done. Okay? <laughs> um, first of all, if you've gotten this far, we'd like to thank you for being a real one. And uh, second of all, you can go to our Facebook page. And like our Facebook page of First Cousins. And if you can't find it, you can send one of us friend requests and then we will add you and we will delete you because we don't like you like that. So. That's not nice. But it's true. We said we'll be honest, right? <laughs> okay. How you gonna want, how you gonna want the people to do that so they can like the page and then just delete them from friends? Yeah, because we. We got you came for the page. I brought you the page. We good. It was Facebook on this year, like five thousand anyway. Before it becomes a fan page, I I don't know if I want a fan page. I don't. I don't know if What's I'm wrong that popular. With, with a fan page? I'm not that popular. We only got like. It was a point. I'm talking about like our personal page. Oh, not. The, I already got. I already got too many on there anyway. Exactly. Because I went to too many schools. Yeah, but anyway, that's not the point. So once again, thank you for listening and we will do this again some other time bye